Sink or swim. Sink or swim. It's a lived experience. When I was thinking about this, the sink or swim basically came to me as a result of thinking it just always feels like you're drowning. So it's kind of funny that that's how you're describing it because I know that that's how you feel and you've said it so many times. Drowning in what you feel, you're drowning in emotion. But when I think of sink or swim, it gives either a positive or a negative connotation to it. You're drowning in trying to help others understand what you're doing. Drowning feels it. Nobody you are literally drowning. Well, here we are again. Welcome to the podcast that we have strategically named Sink or Swim. And it is about our lived experience with COVID-19 and how it has changed the world around us, but most specifically how it's changed our life. If you're not going to sink, then you're going to swim and you're going to survive this. And that's where I'm looking at with what we do with this podcast. For the people that are me, we are sinking. I mean, literally, every one of us feels like we're sinking. Whether it's the whole day or part of a day or an hour, we're sinking. We want to swim. We want to have hope. We want to have a future. We want to see some light at the end of the tunnel. So that's literally what I just said in the first part and what you just got done saying. That's where the concept came to me as sink or swim. If we don't do anything, if I don't do anything, if you don't do anything, we're going to sink. I'm going to sink. Option, die. That's the only option I see swim got to do some everything that we have on our topics for future conversations our ability for people us and others to be able to swim to be able to survive then the whole thing is a lived experience because literally it is a lived experience and when we refer to sink or swim you have to take into account what are the waters like today what are the waters like this minute what are the waters like in the next minute what's the turbulence that you're having to deal with you may be sinking one day one minute one second and the waters get even more turbulent and you have to try to swim so while you were saying that and what we've both said up to now when i look at sink or swim i think it's an option sink or swim it's an obligation sink or swim i mean we have no choice so it really is an obligation sometimes it feels like there's not another option Hey friends, this is Stacy. Not only am I a co-host for the Sink or Swim Chronic COVID Syndrome, but I'm also the creator of a Facebook group called Frontline Nurses. Frontline Nurses is a global platform for nurses to unite from around the world to support each other while we battle this invisible enemy. If you're a nurse, please consider joining our group at Frontline Nurses. When you think about the option of sink or swim, what's the first thing that hits your head in, in our whole two and a half years now? If, if somebody looks at you and says, well, you've got a choice, sink or swim. What I think about with the correlation to what we're going through and that catchphrase is that when someone is trying to save a drowning person, that person also is at a high risk for drowning, just trying to save someone else, whether they don't have the skills, the strength, the ability 
to help a drowning person puts everyone involved at a high risk of drowning. That's what I think of. So drowning, the only outcome from drowning is death. Sinking, I associate with the drowning. Sink or swim is a very common, well-known phrase that almost everyone has some interpretation of what it means. It means you quit or you go home. It means you quit or you succeed. It means you live or you die. It means that something horrible is going to happen because that's the only thing that will happen if you sink, you quit, you stop, or you swim, then something good is going to happen. But it doesn't mean that there isn't hard work. And I guess that's the additional part that I think about because if anybody that's on the outside, you, the caretaker, the spouse, me, the person that deals with it in my body anyone on the outside doesn't have a clue they don't have a clue not one they don't see it hear it feel it understand it they don't know it you at least have some glimpse some understanding but everybody else out they're gonna see sink or swim and they're not gonna understand the enormity of what that means it literally means die or live you sink or swim you die or you live that's how i guess i would say elevator pitch sink or swim is you die or you live because with how I'm living with it, I don't see other options. I don't see anything else. Dealing with this every minute of every hour of every day, and I mean literally, last night, I did not go to sleep until after 4 a.m. I did not really go to sleep. I was sinking all night long, and that's how it feels, because when you get up with only about three hours of half sleep, you're sinking. You're drowning. So difficult to be able to do anything, communicate thing, process, not get angry, not lash out, not make someone else feel like you're trying to hurt them. It's just a survival mode. So, I mean, that's almost another analogy. Sink or swim is survive. Well, I don't know. I guess die again. (laughs) So die or survive because survive and live to me are two different things. Survive means I'm not dying. Living means I actually get to have a life. I actually get to do things, enjoy things, laugh, have fun, participate, go and do stuff without total negativity going on the entire time. We haven't been able to do that for... We haven't been able to, quote, live a normal life, unquote, and do fun things for over two and a half years. So are we sinking or are we swimming? Hey, if you're listening to our podcast, please like and share. Help us to build the community that needs to hear this. We really would appreciate your support. It's kind of... <laughs> it, it changes every minute. Yeah, it does. From my part, it changes every minute. Because you would think... Okay, so part of what uh, I read at the beginning of this is, is the vicious cycle. All negative, no hope, no help, no anything. Just die. That part right there is the vicious cycle of sinking. You would think when you get to sit down and relax, you would think you get to sit down and relax. But when I sit down and I relax, the onion starts peeling. The relaxation actually results in pain. 
stabbing pains, shooting pains, aches, what feels like somebody just kicked me right in the shin, took a high heel, stabbed, stepped as hard as they could right in the middle of my foot, took a needle, stabbed it right in the end of my toe. Those are examples of what happens on a leg, but that happens on my arm, that'll happen on my face, my neck, my back, it'll happen occasionally in my gut, and it is absolutely stressful, a vicious cycle that you know you have to relax, but you're going to get tortured to relax. That's the vicious cycle. That's why even when others see you thinking you're swimming, thinking you're being okay, because you're sitting there relaxed, watching a little TV, got something on the stand beside you, got the dog in the lap, got everything going on, you look like life is just hunky-dory. But you're sinking because the onion's getting peeled and the relaxation is resulting in that. Well, once I peel that onion layer and the pain goes away, itching comes on. Itching, numbness, tingling, dry mouth, all of that then starts to come on. And usually a headache. The headache for the vision, eyes just are wore out. They just, they just quit. I have to put on glasses and things are still blurry sometimes if it's been a hard enough day. It is literally a vicious cycle that does, it doesn't function on a great big wheel. It's not a great big wheel vicious cycle that you get to get rid of the wheel. Every layer is a vicious cycle because once I get rid of the itching and the numbness and the tingling and the joint pains, aches, then the next thing is it starts to go into, like I said, the vision. And the next thing is, is uh, the restless leg. By that time, my legs, I, my, my brain is totally convinced that my legs are at extreme restless leg. And it's usually both of them. And sometimes it's an arm or a hand. It is literally a vicious cycle that just never stops. You haven't even mentioned about your lungs. And that's been a huge part. Yeah, it's crazy because the doctors can't find anything. Again, vicious cycle, feeling of drowning, sinking. My lungs sound perfectly clear every single time. Every doctor has told me my lungs sound clear. Go for PFTs, pulmonary function testing, and nothing shows up. But yet you can hear my voice right now how rough and how I'm almost pushing my voice out because that's how it feels. I'm pushing my voice out to talk. It feels like asthma. It feels like I am being almost drowned in there with my breath because I get short of breath. If I got up and I ran from one end of our house to the other end of our house, I would have to sit down sweating out of breath. And yet my lungs are clear. It makes zero sense. When I used to practice and people had asthma, because it feels exactly like asthma. It feels like I'm constricted. It feels like that I can't get breath back out, like it is just squeezing in there and I have to push it back out. But yet nobody can hear anything. I mean, literally, you've been at my doctor's appointments every single time. And every single time they hear nothing, they find nothing on the physical exam. They believe me. Hi, this is Stacy. Nursing celebrated a milestone in 2020. It was called the Year of the Nurse, but it was also the Year of the Pandemic. So in honor of the Year of the Nurse, I created a t-shirt that quotes Florence Nightingale and her vision of nursing. Go to Frontline Nurse Facebook page to see the t-shirt that was created in honor of the Year of the Nurse. Thank you for joining. 
I mean, you see how I respond. So physically, I respond in ways that shows that it's really actually occurring. But it is so stinking frustrating to have nothing to show for how bad and how horrible and how vicious this feels. Yeah, there's so many changes that I know that we're not even thinking of all of them right now. Just the ones that play a major role in the quality of your life. So our next podcast that we're going to go to, because in the introduction... I talk a lot about different signs and symptoms that I have, and those are the things that I feel, the things that people can see. Uh, those are the signs and symptoms that, for all of you that don't use the medical phrase, the stuff that you have going on uh, are the signs and symptoms of your chronic COVID syndrome. And just to reiterate, I don't like the long haulers. I don't like the long COVID. Those are all layman terms. And nobody in the healthcare community, nobody in the insurance industry, none of those people really give validity to that because it's just, it's like saying that we're just long-term whiners. We're just uh, long-term complainers. We're just hanging on to something that a lot of people out there have difficulty even believe existed. But the reality is this is chronic It has lasted, I'm at almost two and a half years. I'm at two years, 100 plus days as of the date of this podcast. That's chronic. The COVID is absolutely the original cause. December 26, 2019, I got sick, period. COVID caused it, and there's a ton of you that the same thing happened to. And then the syndrome, a multitude or numerous different signs and symptoms, body functions, organs, multiple different things are occurring in our bodies that is a syndrome. This is a chronic COVID syndrome. That's what I want us all to start calling it. Next time on our next podcast, I want you to join us because I know you guys, your family, your friends, and you have a lot of these same symptoms. Doesn't mean you have them all because, and it doesn't mean that yours is any less or any more. It just means here's what we deal with. And I'm going to share with you on our next podcast as long of a list as what I can, because every time I've ever tried to do this, I never list them all. Every time I ever do this, there are some major ones that get left out because of the peeling of the onion process. It's just stuff happens and it is what it is. But I know that you know what I mean. In the next podcast, join us. I'm going to share all of what I can get out in what all of the signs and symptoms that occurred when and how I got sick. Let's plan on being together in our next podcast and we'll start talking about how and when I got sick and lead into what are all of these signs and symptoms that we all truly are dealing with. Hey, if you're listening to our podcast, please like and share. Help us to build the community that needs to hear this. We really would appreciate your support. Hey, COVID world. I'm Doug Swim. 
and I am the lucky participant in this COVID world. My wife, Stacy, will be joining me on this podcast, and we will be sharing our lived experience with you, your friends, your family, those people who you're trying to help understand, and we also want you to get encouragement from this podcast. So we're going to be doing interviews, we're going to be doing commentary, we're going to be doing discussion on specific topics, we're going to get personal, we're going to be professional, and we're going to share with you. We want to hear from you. We want to talk to you. We want to be able to help you as we can through this podcast. Thank you for joining us. Share this podcast with everyone. Be a part of us all coming together and surviving what we've never asked for. This lived experience sucks, but we're going to do it. We're going to keep going and we're going to be as okay as we can be. Thank you for listening. Wait for the next one. Share it. Listen to it. Be a part of it. Have a great day. Be blessed. It's a choice.